Have you ever wondered, what's the point? What's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of this whole thing? You know, maybe you felt like those times when you feel meaningless and purposeless. Uh, maybe you've gone on that search. Just You think, you know, if I can just figure out what my life's purpose is, you know, on a personal level, then maybe everything will fall into place. I know I've done that. And I've fallen into some traps on the way, got more tangled up in things, because certainly there are some myths around this whole life purpose topic. Well, welcome to episode 42 of the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. And today on this episode, we're going to share what I found, which is, you know, there's a way to understand purpose and meaning that, that truly sets you free and uh, to explore the riches of life and to be your wonderful self. Sound good? Keep listening. We'll get into it. Take it away, Amy. Welcome to the Be A Brilliant Human podcast. You're in the right place if you're a growth-seeking being who acknowledges the challenges and delights of your humanity on the path to an ever more conscious life. If you want to feel inspired to love and accept yourself, to feel free to be and express you in all your brilliance, if you want to truly value yourself and others and feel energized and alive both at home and in the world, then sit back and take a breath as you explore and grow the brilliance of your beautiful human self with your host, the father of non-personal awareness and creator of the MPA process, Joel Young. Hello, 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 and welcome. If you're brand new to the show, I love that you have found me and you're choosing to spend some time with me here today. If you're back and you're regular, you know how much I appreciate you choosing this, to spend this time with me in your ears or on your speakers or wherever you are listening to this show. Now, you may have read the title to this one. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say there, do subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time a new episode comes out. And I suppose I should say that you can go and find the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes on uh, on our website, which is www.babrillianthuman.com. This episode being 42, your slash 42 will get you to the notes for this episode. And uh, it is 42. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up, I'm of a certain age, where on the BBC when I was a kid, there was a program based on a book um, called The Hitchhiker's Guide for to the galaxy um and part of that is is 42 i'm going to give you the backstory in a moment uh so when it came to episode 42 it just made me chuckle because you know it had special no pun intended meaning for me so if you don't know i'm pretty sure i should have looked up the authors i think i think it's douglas adams wrote hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy it's been a film a couple of times and it certainly was a bbc series um and it's it's a mad long story which I won't go into. But there's a particular bit where, um, you know, what's happened? It, it's spread over over millennia, and uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide is like it's like Wikipedia today, <laughs> except it actually knows stuff. And uh, there's a story about this this amazing computer that called Deep Thought, and um, basically the the humans at the time, you know, again billions of years ago. Uh, we're asking the question that we're asked today, you know, what's the answer to life, the universe and everything? So they decided to build a computer that could get the answer to this question. Uh, and they call it deep thought. 
uh, and it it started to go through it, and it told the people at the time, you know, it, it's going to take some time. <laughs> And they basically waited seven and a half billion years. It became almost like a religion and then waiting to sort of uh, each generation waiting patiently by the computer, hoping one day it would answer the question. Um, anyway, so um, and I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll post a YouTube clip of, of this from the old BBC show so you can see it for yourself. But basically, it, it wakes up and says, OK, I'm ready. <laughs> And they're all excited. Oh, what? You've got the answer, you know, the ultimate answer to, you know, life, the universe and everything. And the computer goes, yes. <laughs> but they're going to say, you're not going to like it. <laughs> and he says with a bit of um, a bit of persuasion, he gives the answers. The answer to life, the universe and everything is 42. So what better episode than this uh, to talk about life's purpose and meaning? So really, um, I mean, obviously their response was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> what the heck is that? Uh, okay, right. So that's that's the backstory. That's my little bit of uh, insight into my nerdy little life. Uh, I do love the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So let's talk about it, you know. I think when I came into the the personal development field, um, part of it was because I had a sense of you know like, what is the meaning, what is the what is the point to life, and uh, I came across really the idea of of you know having a life's purpose, you know, in terms of a in, in like a spiritual sense, um, and I kind of saw it as as a bit of an obsession around um, around this world of personal growth, development, spirituality, um, but it's quite interesting because. It was as if there was a sort of general idea that, you know, if I find my life's purpose, you know, then dot, dot, dot. <laughs> as I said in the intro, it's like everything will fall into place. So I don't know if you've had that experience where, you know, if I find a life purpose, then I'll be happy. You know, then I'll have a sense of peace. Then I'll feel joy. Then I'll be rich, you know, maybe not just financially, but, you know, rich in my experience of life. Um, or here's the big one. Maybe I'd be worthy because a lot of the modern sort of personal development stuff is it goes into some of the, I guess, the, the, the sort of underlying Christian culture, you know, the idea of worthiness before God, which I'm sure also sort of goes into many other religions. I'm no expert on comparative religion. Um, but there is that sort of essence of the idea of being worthy for God. Therefore, you have to have a purpose, which is divine. You know, this creates a lot of pressure. You know, <laughs> what if I die before I've fulfilled my life purpose? We're going to get into that one. Um, or what can happen is people will look at life's purpose in terms of their job or their career or something they're doing. But there's a real issue with this. The problem with that is that you're, you're kind of you're setting yourself up for failure. If your life's purpose is related directly to a specific job or a specific career or even a specific activity like a sport or something like that then at some point that might not be there because things tend to change and you get trapped and your identity and your sense of purpose gets trapped in being related to a specific doing. You know, one of the traps that I see, especially around the worthy thing is, you know, it's about serving others. But it, that's also kind of a trap because, again, your sense of purpose, your sense of worthiness in a way is, is deeply tied up in or dependent upon something outside of yourself. 
So for me, really, and what I'd like to offer you is, is the idea that the purpose of meaning is really about your internal experience. It's the nature or the experiential nature of life. And really, I'm going to encourage you today to, to look at life's purpose. If you're examining the topic of the meaning of life in general, or certainly the meaning of your life, um, or what is the purpose, or what, what is it about, you know, why am I here, then look to something which is essential, as in it's in essence. It can be, you know, continuous in essence. Um, because in in a, something which is essential, I mean that word in terms of like it is of essence, um, then you're open to many expressions. So, you know, if your life's purpose is is really about under, underneath the job and the career and how you do it, it's really about finding joy. You know, there's many, many ways and many, many doings that can meet the experience that is more a sense of purpose underneath. Um, you know, it's, you know, if you like, if you think about it, if you get to some sense of inner deep idea of what it is that you're really about, that's what I'm speaking to, I guess. And and if you look at life's tricky situations through those eyes, it can actually be a very transformative process. So what I'm saying really is that rather than looking for a sense of what's your life purpose in terms of, say, a job in order to make you happy, for example, or some career or some external outcome. It's about reversing it and looking at what is the what's the essence of what you want really would be a better question, which would be more about what your purpose is. If you say your purpose is to be happy, then you can have different expressions of it. So in a way, I kind of first came across this this idea of of looking at life's purpose in this way um, when I was working with the, the journey many years ago. So if you've not heard um, me talk about this before, so now I'm mostly known as Joel Young, the creator and custodian of MPA, non-personal awareness, which is my own method. But before that, for many years, I was practicing and teaching the journey method by Brandon Bayes. And they had sort of different takes on their own journey method really one of which is the life's purpose process now um and and i very much agree with with the way or the principles that they have around uh, focusing on their life's purpose i mean the 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 process itself in essence is like a timeline process so you literally you know go in like a time machine um down the timeline to a point in your life where some traumatic experience happened um, you do some healing work and then you discover your life's purpose, which ultimately is something essential, um, as in has that simple essence. And then you, you sort of walk through your life with the understanding of that life's purpose. It can be very, very transformative. But that little bit where you look for, you know, what is your life purpose? One of the ways that I would express that is like, can you experience your life purpose while you're doing the washing up? <laughs> so it's not about the career right um you know while you're mowing the lawn while you're uh rocking your baby in your arms while you're um doing a spreadsheet you know can you experience your can you experience whatever this life's purpose that you've named it is um while you're doing those things and if you can't then you're you're not getting something which is essential something which can be experienced in every moment Hence, when you, uh, in the, the journey methods approach to life's purpose, when you start to go back up the timeline from the past, looking through the eyes of the awareness of your life purpose, 
um, you can see how whatever the experiences have been, the application or the awareness of that life's purpose really flavors what the experience is in a way that means you can get meaning, you can get a sense of um, achievement throughout it. So I mentioned like earlier that, you know, if I, if I die today and, and, and I haven't done my um, my life's purpose, if it was, say, to sort of have MPA reach a certain number of people, um, then heck, I failed. But, you know, I say my mission is to spread MPA, but a mission is more of a um, personality level thing. You know, my, my life's purpose, my sense of purpose and meaning is derived from something much deeper than that. And it's interesting to me because I did that process within the context of working there a number of times. Remember the first time when I went, you know, back in time and asked asked those questions, found the the essence of my life purpose. The first one was it, it was basically I don't know the exact way I worded it, but it was about love, and which felt kind of good. But that was me meeting it at that stage in my life. The one I think the one time I did it where it's really stuck with me through my whole life is when I got back. The essence of of my life's purpose was um, to find the beauty in everything. And that statement stayed with me. A, it resonated. It was later down the line, so I guess it was it had evolved somewhat. Um, but that's a purpose where no matter what's going on, if if I want to be living my life's purpose, I just need to see the beauty in it. And it's kind of something that I recognized when I said that, because that would have been in my uh, late 20s, early 30s, I did that. Um, it's something that it was it's sort of kind of innate to me anyway. I've always had that ability to see the you know, light in the heart of the dark, you know, the beauty and the ugly, you know, that whole thing of beauties in the eye of the beholder. Someone will say, oh, you know, she's ugly. And I'll say, oh, I can see the beauty in her. <laughs> it's just part of who I am. And that was very useful, um, you know, for me for a long time, that particular expression of my life's purpose. And then when MPA came along back in 2007, um, and then a little way in, into that, I guess I'm talking about when did I do this this process? It was probably about, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I ran a course called the August Abundance Assembly, which used MPA as its, as its change engine. Um, and ostensibly, it was about um, working with your relationship with money, but it had well, I didn't realize at the time it had this life purpose aspect to it. And for me, as I took myself through my own process, I realized that pleasure was the essence of what uh, connected me and my sense of purpose to my abundance. And so, again, it pleasure is something which is... Um, essential that you, you can have pleasure in in all experiences now i know semantically that is arguable because <laughs> there's some you know there's can be some horror and things but the point being it was it was a way for me to connect a sense of purpose and meaning specifically really to abundance that helped me to find that sense of where i would flow where i had some again purpose and flow purpose and movement um, are very intrinsically linked. Um, but the point of telling you all those different stories is is one of the important things to understand with any sense of life purpose is it's not fixed. It's very much a fluid, evolving thing. Um, because any words we might use to describe these grand ideas are ultimately um, changeable in the context of, of how our lives change, how we change, how we evolve. Um, and it really comes down to, you know, the different activities, the different purposes, the different expressions of that. It comes down to the meaning of things. 
So it's like the meaning that we give it. I mean, back in the early days, the meaning and the the words that I used for my sense of purpose was love. Then it became about finding beauty in the in everything, and then more about pleasure. And uh, I ought to do it again at some point. See what's going on in me right now. How I might express it now. Um, but really, it, that comes down. The question comes when you start looking at it in this way: is you know, how do I marry up this sense of purpose and then the activities I do? And that is where we get into looking at meaning. So I'm going to take you a little bit into to where I'm coming from there, um, and we'll talk a bit about purpose and meaning. So I want to share with you one of my all-time favorite quotes, which I think is, is very pertinent to this conversation. And it's a quote from Gandhi. He says, nothing you do will ever really matter, but it's very important that you do it. Now, <laughs> bit of a strange one that. On one hand, he's saying nothing you do will ever really matter. It's like he's saying it's pointless. Life is pointless. Um, you know, and we can often get to that point, as I said at the beginning, you know, what's the point? Um, why would he say that? Well, again, if you think about it, we ultimately are going to become dust. I mean, this planet is, uh, I don't know how many billions of years old. And in that time, the dinosaurs have come and gone. We may come and go. Certainly our personal individual lives are, uh, you know, a, a fraction of a second you know, of a second, a fraction of a fraction of a second, even in, in the blip of all time. So on that scale, you know, it, it, you know, we, we barely leave a dent. Um, even the most um, amazingly prolifically impactful of people, their, their impact tends to have a time limit in terms of the overarching expanse of the infinite universe. That can be a bit depressing, right? Um, but what I love about it is he says that it's very important that you do it, even though in that bigger scale of things, things don't matter. Because I think certainly my experience in the in the realm of spirituality and going into the world of what they call non-duality, um, there can be a lot of focus on the meaninglessness. Um, but as a human, and we're all about being a brilliant human here, I think that that sense of, you know, that that it, it does matter or, or it's important that you honor what's going on and what you want to do. Um, it is an important factor of within this very local life experience, you know, it is very important that you do the things that matter to you. So, I mean, another way to say that is, is nothing has any meaning um, at all, <laughs> but it's very important that you give it meaning because in a, in a way, you know, the experience comes down to, if you're wondering what that noise is in the background, um, I'm in Karen's house and the cat has just come in. I forgot to close the door. Hello, Blue. Say hello to everybody. <laughs> and he's about to start tearing up the box for my microphone. <laughs> so I'll just try and ignore him while I continue. Where was I? Nothing really matters. That's right. Um, okay. Yeah. So I say nothing has meaning, but it's important that you give it meaning. Um, because meaning really is is about discernment. You know, discerning what matters to you and, and what doesn't. And the thing about that is that, you know, again, as I said, the meaning that you give things flavors your experience. And looping back, if you're talking about what's the purpose of my life, it's about your personal experience, how you experience things. It's to have the experience of it, even if in the sands of infinity, you know, it doesn't ultimately mean a lot, but it does mean a lot to you. And the point of this really is that you get to decide 
what things mean, what matters to you, and what doesn't. And one of the things that's often missed in the picture here is that what's required for that is to have strong boundaries. Now, if you listen to last week's episode where I was talking about the relationships and the good and the bad and the ugly, I got into boundaries there because they're very important as part of, you know, carving out your space, knowing what matters to you in, in those situations. And I said that, you know, people are often scared of healthy boundaries um, because, you know, they get scared. That means separation from someone. And so they get into this, nothing matters, right? Nothing's important. No, I don't matter. Um, and they sort of blur away and wonder why they end up feeling kind of depressed and, and, and without any sense of purpose whereas boundaries are important in terms of a genuine sense of purpose because when you can really define you know who you are really clearly um what works for you and what doesn't then then you're getting clear then you have a sense of where your edges are so you can flow now one of the things i say about boundaries i'm going to quote myself now um is that a river is not its banks but it needs them to find itself and flow so if you think about that, you know, in terms of the whole question of who am I and what's my purpose, you know, the, the river in itself isn't the banks, but without those banks, which are the boundaries, you know, it wouldn't have something to flow through. It wouldn't have any direction. It would just sort of dissipate and evaporate. So this is where those boundaries come in and are important because it's really healthy boundaries about claiming, you know, who you are. You know, again, this works for me, this doesn't. And again, if, if you step back and look at that river, it's a it's a thing of beauty <laughs> carved out through the rock uh, in that way. Um, and again, as I said last time, I mentioned Boundary Bootcamp. That's, I mean, bound, I'm passionate about boundaries, not just because of the relational effect of it, but also in the sense of um, helping you come into that clarity about who you are and what you want, which gives you that sense of purpose, can overcome things like depression and lacklusterness and just a general sense of unworthiness that goes along with that. Learning to have healthy boundaries gives you that sort of outside structure, but you still have that fluidity of flow, that fluidity of purpose, that sense of direction. A river knows damn well which way it's going, <laughs> you know, and, and it can wind itself and wind it around until it ultimately meets the place where it does merge into a bigger ocean. So flow is intrinsically linked with purpose. Direction is linked with purpose. In terms of, you know, what is the meaning of life? I think we can, we can say that or my view is that I'm offering you is to, if you're going to have that question, firstly, look at, you know, what is it essentially? Find some essential experience to be the fundamental of that. And then if you want to put it into to, to action, then you have to realize that you are the one that makes the decisions about uh, what matters and what doesn't to you. You're the one that makes the decisions about what meanings you ascribe to things. And with those two pieces of the ingredient, then you can have a very fulfilled purpose, sense of purpose or purpose-filled life, no matter what you do. There isn't an outcome in this. There is just that purposeful, clear experience. So before we carry on, a quick cat update, seeing as, <laughs> seeing as we were crashed crashed in by, by Blue the cat, he seems to have settled down happily into my microphone box, although really it's it's a box for the, what they call a reflection shield, um, so uh, he seems comfortable over there, thank goodness, didn't destroy it. 
And also, I want to, you know, I haven't quite finished the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy story because part two it has some relevance, I feel. So where I left you was um, Deep Thought, the computer, had given the answer 42. This is episode 42, in case you missed that. Um, <laughs> saying they wouldn't like the answer, which they didn't. And uh, But Deep Thought goes on to say the problem is you, you never really know what the question is or you didn't really know what the question was. Um, and you have to know what the question actually is in order to know what the answer means. So I know that this is a fiction book, but often you find wisdom in fiction books. Um, of course, they ask him, you know, well, can you tell us the answer um, to what the question is? <laughs> and he says, no, uh, but I'll tell you who can. And basically says he's going to design a computer, which is, um, you know, he can barely fathom the parameters under which it works, but it will have organic stuff in it. And he's even going to give them a name and he called it the Earth. And so Earth School was born. So I'm blending um, fantasy fiction and just a nice idea <laughs> that here we are in Earth School. Um, but I'm, I'm playing with you a bit on there that we're here as the Earth computer, which, you know, figuring out what is the question what is the answer what is the meaning but if we bring it back to you really what i'm saying is from all of this episode you know it really is if you want to get into the world of what is my life's purpose what is the meaning of things it's really about what is your question what's the question that you're you're asking in your heart right now and then you can find what is your answer and as we've covered i'm saying to you um, I found that the best answers to those things are answers that come in terms of, of raw essential experience. Are you here to experience joy, to experience excitement, peace, and to know that that's an evolving thing? But ultimately, that's my meaning. And here we are. I'm going to say to you also that it's important that you um, you ascribe your own meaning to things. This way, you're kind of coming into a sense of agency and your own sense of purpose. So what if the purpose of life was just to find your questions and find your answers to those questions and then find the meanings that you would like to ascribe to those experiences? Then you're not hemmed in to some idea. Then you're in investigation. Then you're in purpose. And again, the, the only thing I would add to this whole thing is the idea of boundaries, because without boundaries, you've got nothing to push against, no edges, no clarity, no definition. And so if you're someone who who has the experience where they have no boundaries, well, firstly, go back and listen to last week's episode, um, because I'm I'm pretty sure that you'll have some relational relationship issues if you've got boundary issues. But if you've got purpose issues, if you've got a sense of meaningless around things, it probably means that you're not able to really put a stake in the ground of, you know, who you are, what matters to you, what works for you and what doesn't. And I'll tell you from again, from my experience, when you go through the work on Boundary Bootcamp and you get that clarity, as as I did, I found that the sense of getting things done better, getting things clearer, um, living at that sense of, of meaning, you know, beyond any other meaning of meaning, it's like just a sense that that there's a clarity of purpose about me has made a big difference. And I've heard that from other people that have done it. I will be launching it soon. If you want to find out uh, specifically when it launches, once I launch it, I'll tell you it will be live and you're going to get it from them. But in the launch phase, I'm going to make an insane offer. So if you're interested in it, 
Um, you can go to um, the website. You'll find a link for Boundary Bootcamp. Uh, I'll also put it in the show notes. And you can sign up for the wait list. If you get on the wait list, then you'll know and you won't miss that, uh, that insane offer that I'll be doing in a few weeks' time. Um, and I'd love to get you in there. If this resonates with you, then, oh, my God, I so want to get you in that program, my friend. We can do great things. All right. So that's it. That's a wrap for today. And, um, you know, I will do go to the show notes, www.beabrillianhuman.com slash 42. I'll put some notes for you. I will also put the a link to that YouTube clip of the deep thought scene from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'll put a link there for the Boundary Boot Camp. Um, and there'll be some other wonderful stuff there for you to look at too. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Make sure you subscribe. And if you like what you hear, go tell someone. Tell someone about, uh, as I say, Boundary Bootcamp. Yeah, tell them about Boundary Bootcamp. Tell them about the Be a Brilliant Human podcast if you've enjoyed it. And hopefully it will give them some entertainment, education, and some inspiration too. So until next time, big hugs to you. And all that remains is to cue the moo. Mm-hmm.